I didn't grow up in church, but uh, all small churches I attended didn't have this kind of music, so we're blessed here, aren't we? Well, we have a special guest today, and it's a privilege to introduce Alex Husky. Pastor Alex, uh, he got promoted from president of Ivy Tech Community College to chancellor, so chancellor's even above a president. He's in charge of several campuses in this part of our state. Uh, prior to that, he was appointed by the governor of our state to be superintendent for the excise police, alcohol and tobacco commission chairman. He served there several years. I don't know too many people that survived three different, uh, that's three right there, that's four, three different governors. It's, it's unusual to, to go from one party to another, but Alex was able to do that because of his character and integrity. He's pastored uh, New New Bethany Church of God in Christ for many years. Uh, I knew him originally first, I think maybe at Grant Blackford when he worked there, and then uh, he worked his way up from a patrolman to the uh, assistant police chief at Marion. And uh, he's got a wife, Eileen, who works at McCullough Middle School. Some of you guys that uh, mentor there for criminal justice may meet her. He's got two grown children. Matthew uh, works here at IT for IWU. And his daughter, Alyssa, has their two grandchildren out in Utah. So uh, there's a lot I can say about Alex. I want to say I got a letter from the governor one day. How, how often do you get a letter from the governor of the state? So I get this letter from the governor. He's appointed me to this commission, and it had Alex's name written all over it. So uh, thank you for that, Alex. Those relationships have really paid off over the years. So if you want to get a good message today, uh, some of you white people don't understand this. If you just talk back to the pastor, you can get a better message, okay? Can I get a witness? Okay, amen. So some of them get it, Alex. So I want you to prove that you can get that. You'll get a better message from Pastor Alex. So let's give a warm welcome to Pastor Alex Husky. Good morning. Oh, I think you all starting to get the point. But in case you forget the point, I do have an amen corner over here with me. One of the things you'll find out is any good pastor comes prepared. Amen. See, all right. See, we, we, we're going to get this and we're going to get this together today. How many of you are glad to be in the presence of a worship experience? Some of you said, well, they made me come. But really, truly, if you are happy to be in the presence of a worship experience, then that tells me you'll put something into it. And if you put something into it, you can't help but to get something out of it. Mm -hmm. I, I read something in this book that we call Holy, and, and we're really going to get to the message here in a moment, but I just, I just want to set a stage presence. I read something in this book called Holy that if those who worship God will worship him in spirit, in spirit and truth, that he would bless you back. So if you really want God to bless you, worship him in spirit and in truth. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be before your people again. We thank you for this, your student body, these students who have come gathered into this place. No matter what their reason for coming to this school, you have blessed them and ordained this hour for them. Now we pray that you would equip them and allow them to gain whatever it is that you would have them to gain. 
and strengthen them as they continue their work, that they may become all that you want them to be. In your son Jesus' name, amen. If you would go with me, if you have an electronic device. Now, this is typical. We would say, if you would go with me to the book of Acts, the 14th chapter. I know that we have a tendency to print that and have it available, but 14th chapter, about verse number 19 in the book of Acts. I'm reading from the New International Version. And here's a little bit of a story. And it reads this. Just a few passages of the scripture. Then some Jews came from Antioch and Iconium and won the crowd over. They stoned Paul and dragged him outside the city, thinking he was dead. But after the disciples had gathered around him, he got up and went back into the city. The next day, he and Barnabas left for Derbe. They preached the gospel in that city and won a large number of disciples. They returned to Lystra and Iconium and Antioch and strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to the faith. We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God, they said. Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church and with prayer and fasting committed them to the Lord in whom they had put their trust. I would imagine if I were to take a survey, and you all have to forgive me, I'm one of those preachers that moves around. But I would imagine if I were to take a survey in this, if we could call it a sanctuary, we won't call it a chapel for the moment, but, it, but if I were to take a survey, I, I believe that I could find many of you in this place today who, who, even though it is fairly young in the semester, many of you in this place would, would a, 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 at least say that you have had one or two significant stressful events. And, and, and if we were to be honest to worship God in spirit and truth, many of us, because of those significant events, picked up the phone, whether it be the cell phone or someone else's phone, and started to dial a familiar number to us. And we wanted to talk to someone on the other end that had a friendly voice that would say, oh, baby, what's wrong? But, 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 but because I'm a little bit familiar with this structure, I, I would imagine that instead of getting sometimes all oh, what's wrong, you, you, you may have been met with, hey, it's time to suck it up. <laughs> it's time to man up, woman up. You wanted this. Now deal with it. Oh, I hear laughter, so that must mean I've hit a few nerves in this place. <laughs> but what I want you to understand, now can you imagine this? Can you imagine being sent on an assignment and you know that your assignment is to do your best 
to win people over to a great cause, and you know that your assignment does not come without some controversy, a little bit of pain and suffering. So you have to make a decision. Is this assignment assignment full of trials or is this a training exercise? Trials or training? In this text that we read today, the apostle was, was on one of his many, many missionary journeys. He had preached a gospel that, that was full of peace, that was full of love, that was full of hope, that was full of joy, that was full of all the things that God wanted him to do. But, but yet and still, someone found fault in this gospel that he preached. And because they found fault in the gospel, they dragged him and they took him out and they stoned him. Thinking that he was yet dead, they left him there. But little did they know the, the power of the God that Paul served. You see, many of us, many of our situations that we've had in life, many of the trials and tribulations that we had in life, many of those things you thought were going to completely destroy you. But little did you know that God had a greater plan. Little did you know that the power of God had a greater mission for you in your life. Little did you know that the hope that God had for you was going to take you beyond the pain that you were experiencing in this time, but take you to a place where you can stand on the principles of hope. Being left for dead, the others came and surrounded Paul to take him to a place of safety, to take care of him, to nurture him back to health. But even in this, Paul would not allow his mission to be thwarted. He got up and went back into the city. And, and the next day, he left for a little while to take care of some mission work. You would say, well, Brother Preacher, how does this relate to where we are today in our lives? Many of you came to this school not really having a clue as to what you were going to do. <laughs> Some of you still don't know. But what you do know is that you're here on a mission and on a purpose. And if you are here on a mission and a purpose, many of you have found that there are challenges that are more significant even here than what you thought. Some of it could be financial. Some of it could be the classes are more difficult and involve more time and attention than you thought. Some of it, the environment is not exactly what you thought. 
Oh, and that's, let's not forget some of it is you don't know too many people who think like you think. Now, if I were to focus on anyone, I would say the latter is probably the most prevalent. That it doesn't seem like there are so many, too many people that think like you think. Because, you see, one of the things that I figured out a long time ago, that when you're going through training, sometimes your enemy, if they know that you are going through training, they want to confuse the training exercise so that you cannot pass. One of the things that Dr. Brady did not tell you is I'm an Air Force veteran. God bless you. Thank you. The first job I had in the Air Force was not so pleasant of a job. It was only because I wasn't as smart as I thought I was. I was trying to outsmart someone else, and I ended up in a job working in the bomb squad. Go figure. But one of the things they told us in our initial training for that position, they said, Airman, you have in a critical situation at best a 20-second lifespan. If you don't do your job in 20 seconds or less, you can count it all goodbye. I'm getting ready to make a point because time is winding up, and I know y'all are on the clock. But before we leave, can we have a little church? But they said you're on a 20-second lifespan, and you have to get this thing figured out pretty quick. And what I figured out pretty quickly was this. If I did not become the best at my job, that 20-second lifespan became a reality. So I did not set out to be a mediocre technician. I wanted to be the best technician. You understand where I'm going with this. And wanting to be the best technician meant that sometimes I had some opposition that I did not expect to have. But the opposition was built upon the fact that someone else wanted to be the best. But what I learned out of that experience, now I didn't stay in that job too long. I got smart. I went to mental health services. I figured I needed help. No, that was the job I had in the military. Sorry. But, 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 but I want you to know that, that, that while I was on that journey to be the best in that job, what I began to do was realize that, that if I wanted to do anything in this world, and if I wanted to be successful, I had to do it with excellence, no matter what it was. So when I began to read this text about Paul and this journey that he was on, what I began to realize is that Paul recognizes that it must be done with excellence if I am to be successful in winning souls for Christ. If I am to be successful in this missionary journey, I must do everything I do with excellence. I cannot do it with mediocrity. I cannot do it trying to just get by. I cannot do it just trying to make it work. But Paul realized that I've got to do this with 
the type of passion that Christ would have done it himself. Then he returned to this place. And when he returned, he returned not as one wanting to hide behind the past. You see, sometimes that's what your enemy, Satan, wants you to do. He wants you to hide behind your past. Don't hide behind your past. It's your past. Recognize it as your past. Move on. Move on from your past. Learn from it. It was a training exercise. It was a trial, but turn it into a training exercise. Now, Lord, I have strength to stand in a place where I couldn't stand before. I have hope to love in a place where I couldn't love before. I have joy in a place to worship that I couldn't worship before. I have joy in my soul that's unspeakable now. I'm going to move on from my past. I'm going to embrace this future that you have for me. I'm going to embrace this hope that you have for me. I'm going to embrace this love that you have for me. I'm going to embrace this newfound strength that you have for me. But recognize another trial is yet to come. So treat that one as a training exercise too. After Paul continued to strengthen the disciples, encourage them to remain true to their faith. Listen to this. Remain true to your hope. Remain true to your dream. Remain true to your faith. Remain true to your relationships. Remain true to your love for Christ. Why? Because Paul says this. As long as you live on this earth, as long as you are part of this world, it will not be utopia. You're going to have many of trials. You're going to have many of tribulations. You're going to have many hardships. But don't allow these hardships, these trials, to kill your spirit, turn them into training exercises. Turn them into things that you can use to grow from. Turn them into using them for hope and for peace. Because you know what? For as many of you that have role models out there, for as many of you who have been watching someone hoping that they could shed some light on how to be a better success to you, there's somebody that's watching you. There's someone that's watching your very move. There are people that, 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 that you don't know who have you in heart. I'm going to end this with this. And this is really about turning your trials into training. And I brought up my military experience because I want you to know this, that after I got out of active duty military, I stayed in the reserves for a period of time. And this thing that many of us know of as now Desert Shield and Desert Storm started and 
I got called back to active duty not one time, not two times, but three times. And when I got called back to active duty, they kept sending me to the same place. I was hoping that they would send me to a different place because I wanted a different experience. But the last time they sent me to this base to work, they had, something was different about this time. And when I got there, there was a name on the office door where I had occupied. And that name said, Senior Master Sergeant Walter Cordova. And I looked at that sign, and it brought tears to my eyes. The reason why it brought tears to my eyes, because, you see, when I was a young airman, and I was coming out of the Explosive Ordnance Disposal Career Field, and starting in behavioral health, Senior Master Sergeant Walter Cordova was my training supervisor. And Senior Master Sergeant Cordova, now I will tell you this just real quickly, uh, looking at the time, but, 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 but I actually went into the military because I was trying to run from my calling. Folks had told me what I was supposed to be, and I didn't believe them. And I was running. I'm just being honest with you. I was running from my calling. I wanted to get as far away from those folks at my church. Okay, I just needed to see the heads not. That had prayed for me and told me what God was calling me to do. I didn't want to hear that. I had other plans. I wanted to be a professional kickboxer, believe it or not. And... Uh, Anyway, I entered the military to get away from that. But Sergeant Cordova kept saying to me, Husky, there's something different about you. And he said, whatever you do, God's going to bless it because he has plans for you. Now, I told you what I tried to run away from. I can't run away from this because I have a six-year commitment. You don't just walk away from it. But he had told me, whatever, put forth excellence in your well-doing. And after a period of time, I heard him, and I listened to him, and I did that. What I found out was is that when it came time for the orders to be issued, he was the superintendent of behavioral health for the Air Force. And when it came time for orders to be issued, he saw my name. And instead of letting me go to the place in, near Kuwait where I was supposed to go, he contacted headquarters and told them, I want this man to come and take my place as superintendent of behavioral health for the Air Force. Because I know the job he's going to do. Now, I only tell you that story because I want to make this point. What has God called you to do that he's told you to do with excellence, but you have allowed trials and hardships to hinder you from being excellent? 
in his service. I'm telling you today, look back at those trials and say, wait a minute. What the enemy meant for evil, Lord, I need you to give it to me to stand on today so that I can be who you have called me to be. what the enemy meant to destroy you. I need you today to make up in your mind that you will not allow that to destroy you, but you will use that as a platform for which your faith will grow and you will proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because I don't care what you look at in our society right now. We need God like never before. And if we can learn to love each other and learn to love God the way that we're supposed to love him, guess what? The enemy loses. Saints win. Reverend Husky, I'm wondering if you'd just do something. Would you come and pray for us? Father, again, we thank you for this, your family of believers, your family of hopefuls. And Father, we ask you now to search our hearts and our minds. Bring us to a place of resolution with all of the trials and temptations that have come against us. But help us to stand now on your word. Help us to stand on your will and your understanding. And Father, give us the strength now that we might grow and become who you would have us to be. Thank you for these, Lord, that led worship today. And Lord, even let the power and the anointing of this worship experience not only bless those that are here, but move throughout this campus and let it move from this campus to this city and from this city to the state and from the state to the nation that you might be recognized as our God and that we might come to serve you in the spirit of peace. In Jesus' name, amen.